0: Welcome to Conversations with Ken, a podcast where we discuss relevant topics in investing. I'm Ken Crawford, Senior Portfolio Manager with Argent Capital Management. Today I have the pleasure of uh, being accompanied by Kirk McDonald, our mid-cap strategist and portfolio manager.
1: Kirk, how long have you been with Argent? I've been with Argent about 10 and a half years, Ken.
0: Ten and a half years—that's that's a good amount of experience. And as I recall, when you got here, the large cap team was full, so uh, I guess you got stuck running small cap or mid cap and got the short straw. Sorry about that.
1: Well, that's not true. In life, in general, the word "middle" has all sorts of negative connotations. Like you get stuck in the middle of nowhere. Your your career tops out in middle management. But that is not true when it comes to investing in the stock market, because mid-cap stocks have been the best performing group of stocks in the US stock market historically. And that's why we started the Argent Mid-Cap Fund to give our investors the opportunity to invest in this asset class. I'll give you an example. So since 1998, when Argent was started, the mid-cap group of stocks, as measured by the Russell Mid-Cap Index, is up over 800% Hmm. in that span of time. The small cap group of stocks, the Russell 2000, which are known as the best performers, they actually are up only a little over 600% in that amount of time. So a big 200% difference. And then large cap stocks, which get a lot of notoriety, especially on TV. That's what people generally talk about. They're up less than 500%. So once again, a big step down from the mid-cap stocks.
0: Huh, well that surprises me. And as you mentioned large-cap, that's where I live. So when I think of good stocks and the stock market rising, I think of Apple and I think of Microsoft and I think of Google and Target and and you can't own those in mid-cap. So how can you generate performance like that?
1: So um, an important thing to keep in mind about mid-cap stocks is these are not fly-by-night companies. They're actually quite large so the average market cap of a mid cap stock is 33 billion dollars so they're quite big but the average market cap of a large cap stock that's generally more of a household name is now 409 billion dollars so 12 times larger than your average mid cap stock but they're still plenty large to be very very safe and in fact they've historically generated these good returns because management team that's able to build the business and the processes and discover the products that are interesting to people that they want to buy and grow from a small cap to a mid cap is able to keep growing that company and take advantage now of their much easier ability to go out and raise money and borrow money from banks, maybe sell more shares of stock to get capital to reinvest in the business and then grow to try to become a large cap stock in the future.
0: Hmm. So I know uh, your team, you said 10 and a half years at Argent and you've got Bill Weeks, who is a PhD. But uh, I did a little research, which is always a little risky, but uh, the universe, as far as I understand, in mid-cap is 1,500 names. So firstly, how many stocks do you have in your portfolio on average?
1: We're very, very selective. So right now we have 44 stocks in the portfolio, and it's designed to be between 40 and 50 stocks at any given point in time.
0: So 40 to 50 stocks out of 1,500, how, how is it possible that just you, two can kind of narrow that universe to find those companies?
1: So, uh, thanks for the question. And one thing we've come up with that's very, very different than what most other people do is this blended process of fancy quantitative models, mathematical models, and, and mixing it with fundamental research. So, Bill, as you mentioned, has a PhD, and he has about 16 years of experience building these mathematical models to help pick stocks. And I have a little bit more experience than that, about 18 years. And all it means when you say quantitative is basically you're taking financial ratios, things that help describe what's a good business. So think think a business that earns high returns on capital. So they earn on average in our portfolio about 13 and a half percent. So 13 and a half cents of return for every dollar that's reinvested each year. Whereas the general market as a whole, it's more about nine cents. Of return on every dollar invested so a good business to us is one that earns those higher returns on assets well we have a factor in the model that's called return cash flow return on assets that measures that and all that fancy word factor means is cash flow return on assets is just statistically related to finding stocks that beat the market and outperform the market so we've combined a group of these um, in a model Um, And then what we do is we're always seeking alignment between that and the fundamental research we do. So the basic fundamental strategy at that company. So we want to hear management talking about how we're investing in higher return on assets projects and trying to grow that number and get bigger and more profitable over time. And when we can find that alignment between what the quantitative scores are telling us and what management is saying they're trying to do, that's nirvana for us. We get very, very good results and our best results that way. So we end up with a very small number of companies that meet that hurdle.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense, focusing on the relevant metrics that drive stocks upwards and then finding management that uh, gives you confidence, both for the results that they've produced, but also results that they could produce going forward. So with that, are there any particular companies that you hold now in your forty four stock portfolio that intrigue you that you'd like to tell our listeners?
1: I think one that people might find interesting that they've never heard of because so it's a good example of a mid cap stock, but it's all around us. It's is integris. And you mentioned, and Nguyen Ko uh, did your last podcast with you about a month ago, and you all talked about the big shortage of semiconductor chips right now. That's right. Those chips that go into everything from automobiles to ovens to uh, your cell phone and your, your Apple Watch. Well, Integris makes these very highly engineered materials that go into every single one of these chips. And now that chips are in such demand, that they're selling those materials, like as fast as they can possibly make them and there's only about three companies on the planet that really make these highly engineered materials that go into all the chips so integris i guarantee you there's some of their product in my phone and the watch i'm wearing on my wrist right now and same thing for most of the people listening to this so it's all around us every day but we haven't heard of it and it's uh doing phenomenal business right now great any others another one that's uh kind of interesting And it's a good example because they do something that's much simpler than what integris does it's centos they're the largest uniform rental company in america and they're also around us every day but we don't notice but if you've taken your car into the auto repair shop that most likely the people in that shop are wearing uniforms provided by centos same thing with with hospitals most of those uniforms are provided by centos these days And um, it's just growing around us a little bit faster, roughly twice as fast as the overall economy because more types of businesses are finding that it's useful to supply their employees with uniforms to wear. they look good every day. It's easier for the people to have nice clean clothes provided for them uh, by a company like Centos. And start uh, looking as you're driving around the, the streets and you'll see Centos trucks all around you now. And every time you think you see a Centos truck, Think of Argent mid-cap.
0: Well, I will certainly keep my eyes open. Um, and those are two very interesting companies. So if you buy these companies, uh, because they have good metrics, because they have good managements, because they're doing well, at some point, the mid-cap companies that you own are going to appreciate. And pretty soon, they'll be in large-cap space. So you, you have to sell them then. And I would imagine your turnover must be pretty high.
1: Uh, actually, our turnover is very, very low. So over the long run, our turnover is about 28% a year. Hmm. So um, and in the past year, it's only 24%. It's been gradually coming down over time. And to put that in perspective, our, most of our competitors turn over their portfolio 100% every year. So every single stock comes in and goes out during a 12-month period. Uh, we're very different than that. So. What we do is we will grandfather a stock in. When we buy a mid cap stock, we want nothing more than to see that grow and become a large mega cap stock and have it on TV every single day, people talking about it and how great their products are. So we will grandfather that in and continue to own it as long as it meets our investment criteria, but we take an overall portfolio approach. So looking at all the 40 to 50 stocks in the portfolio as a whole to make sure on average, our market cap stays solidly in that mid cap range and we don't grow out of that because it's a very very good place to be. So uh,
0: explain to me more if you've got these companies that are growing and becoming large cap um, and you're holding them and we do that as well in large cap uh, hold on to your winners how do you not have a mid-cap portfolio that becomes a large cap portfolio?
1: Because over time uh, some of these uh, stocks will meet our sell discipline so A good way to think of the stocks in our portfolio is really like hogs at the trough. So imagine a farm and you've got a bunch of hogs at a trough and they're all lined up there, they're eating and growing just as fast as they possibly can. Behind them is a group of younger, hungrier hogs, a little bit smaller, trying to force their way in and get their turn at the trough. And every now and then one of those hogs at the trough is satisfied with how big and strong they are. And they stop eating quite as fast, they stop fighting as hard for their spot at the trough. And one of those younger, hungrier hogs smaller hogs behind them is able to push them out of the way and get their turn at the trough. So think of those hogs at the trough as the stocks in the Argent Midcap portfolio. Every now and then one of them tells us that they're satisfied with how big they are and they stop growing quite as fast as they had historically. And that to us is that's our sell decision. That then it's time to move them out of the way and give another younger, hungrier, smaller stock a chance at the trough and to come into the Argent Midcap portfolio.
0: And through that process, then, you get good growth with your portfolio as a whole and stay within the mid-cap space?
1: That's exactly right.
0: Well, that sounds like a a very interesting strategy. I like the blend of quant and fundamental, and and your results have certainly been impressive. Um, I, I should look at this strategy.
1: Well, actually, Ken, you are a long-term investor in the Argent Mid-Cap strategy right now.
0: Oh, uh, well, then I guess I'm a better investor than I thought. So with that, I want to say uh, thank you, Kirk McDonald.
1: Thank you very much, Ken, for having me on your podcast.
0: And this is Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager with Argent Capital Management, signing off on podcast number three. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ken. For now, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for investing your time with us podcast represents opinions from portfolio managers of Argent Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor, and reflect the portfolio manager's judgment on the date of this podcast and are subject to change. The podcast is meant for informational purposes only, is not intended to serve as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is also not a research report and is not intended to serve as a basis for any investment decision. All investments involve risk, and the past performance of a security or financial product does not guarantee future results or returns. And Investors should consider their investment objectives and risk carefully before investing.